welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing the single life. So my hope with this episode is that I can tap on at the end of Single Life 90 Day Diaries. I will not be doing a full recap of 90 Day Diaries this week. It's just too much going on, but we'll have quick little discussions about each of the things that happen um, in 90 Day Diaries. Before we hop into the episode, I do have a special announcement. Special announcement, special. Um, And that is new show alert that, of course, is just in line with everything that uh, we cover. Well, I cover already with the 90 Day Universe. And that is Seeking Sister Wife. I have been watching the show from the very beginning. The show is bonkers. We have some returning faces this season coming up. And with that said, because especially with HEA coming back soon and the thought that we have some people on the season that I will probably want to avoid with the plague, um, avoid like the plague, I think it'll be good to add it on. So singing Sister Wife, I will be covering, and that starts on March 4th, I believe. So Let's get into it, though, because we are doing the diaries at the end. So let's get into it. The reason that we were here, Single Life, Season 4, Episode 7, John Tells the Truth. It's a weird title for this episode. But anyways, let's first talk about Debbie. So she tells Julian the day was great. She He made her feel like a teenage girl. Now she's starting to think about the possibilities for the future. And she just wants a romance just like in the books. And I said, just like Disney, doesn't exist. <laughs> but Debbie kind of says to Julian, because Julian says that, I want to meet this guy. And she's like, oh, hell no, you're not meeting Ruben. And no, he doesn't know that you're here. She's like, you can just stay in the bushes. But like, all I could think of was Homer Simpson just kind of easing back into the bushes. So Julian, like a fucking shit, this just a little shit, literally says, so what's next then? Canada? Or maybe you're going to want to go to Japan? Because like, you can't want to go into this place. You're in fucking Miami. Miami is a part of, Miami is a part of the States. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm very confused. Am I, am I wrong? Is Miami not a part of Florida? Is Florida not a part of the States? Of course, it's part of America. So I don't understand. And then let me bring this part up. Canada? The fuck you say? What the fuck are you trying to say to me? What's wrong with Canada? We're just like you guys. We're just like you. Except we don't have the right to bear arms. But nonetheless, we're just like you. We have racism here too. You fit right in with your America. Like, I don't know I'm not saying he's racist, but I'm just like, what? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong with Canada? I'm confused. We're great. We say A, and we apologize for things that we don't need to apologize for. None of this shit's true. (laughs) At least I don't think so. I guess I don't. I'm different. 
I got the Jamaican blood in me. We don't apologize for shit unless we have to. Um, so she tells him, let me go on my date tonight. And maybe you can meet him tomorrow. Then she gets a call from Ruben and Ruben's here to pick her up for the day. Well, now she's got to go. And he's like, okay, well, then text me, you know, text me every hour. She's like, nope, I can't text you. I'm going to be busy. And then Julian says to his mother, check that attitude at the door. Who in the fuck do you think you are talking to? You're a little boy. That is your mother. The fuck? Well, check that attitude at the door. My, my mom would have just, my mom would have gone Jenny Wow style and backhanded me like I was Mike the situation. Are you kidding me? Check the attitude out of the door. Who the fuck? Mm-mm. So, anyway. She goes out to meet Ruben. And Ruben has this three-wheeler. Cool car. It looks like a, looks like a race car, but so it has three wheels. Because I'm pretty sure race cars have four, <laughs> I think. And... Julian sees because he's like sneaking to kind of catch a catch a glimpse, and he sees, and he's like, "Oh hell no!" He's like, "This is dangerous." It's like, "What is he? What is he wearing? Looking like Ronald McDonald out there?" And I said, "Sir, have you met your mother? Have you met your mother? Your mom's style ain't too far off." Like, what the fuck? He's like, oh yeah, let me take a picture of your plate so it can just trace back to the rental company that owns the car, you stupid fool. And then, but he said, I'm going to do a criminal background check on this guy. And blah, blah, blah. Like, So you're trying to tell me that as a police officer, you're going to abuse your rights to things and just, just, just do whatever the fuck you want to do at any given time? That's what you're going to do? Okay. Good to know. So he's like, her hat is going to fall off on this. And I'm like, so fucking what? She, oh God. I understand protecting your mom. I'm all about it. You definitely should be there to make sure she's okay. But she's a grown ass adult. She is 67 years old. She has lived a life long before you were around. And I just don't understand. Maybe not long before. I don't think he's that young, but. Give it up, sir. She's not a damsel in distress that needs you to protect her all the time. Like, anyway, I don't know. So they're off on this three-wheeler. And we come back to the scene and she's just like, Hey, Miami, I'm here. You know, just in True Debbie style. And she's just feeling like a hot teenager. And she's like, he is just wiggling his way into her heart, which is cute. So they stop to get some food. And this is the opportunity she takes to tell him that, listen, I got two kids. You know, sometimes they are kind of overprotective of me. So when my son heard that I was coming to Miami, he insisted on coming along. And Ruben's like, uh, oh, uh, so he's here? She's like, yes. He's like, oh, okay, that's that's weird. I mean, doesn't he not trust you? And she's like, well, 
I don't know if it's because he's maybe a cop and she just throws that fucking shit out there. You couldn't warn him. You couldn't be more like a pilot cleanser and be like, well, probably because of his profession. Oh, what is his profession? Oh, he's he works in law enforcement. Um, you know, just something, you know, yeah. Not a, he does desk work. You know, something, anything, you know. He's in men. Yeah. <laughs> but no one says she just throws it out there. Oh, it's because he's caught. Um so Ruben says, Well, obviously I I can't pretend like he's not here and, and avoid him. So I mean we can meet him together. And he says, I hope that he doesn't interrogate me. <laughs> He's going to interrogate you. He's already running a criminal check as he speak. So, yeah. That's basically it for Debbie and, well, Ruben. Um, guess we'll figure out what happens next week when he does a criminal check against him. And I guess he finds something. I don't even know. I don't know how the fuck he could find anything. That car's not his. <laughs> anyway, next him it's very quick very very quick so this was after the double date they were going for a walk and they kind of stop and they're just kind of talking and she's like you know we didn't really get a chance to really be alone and anything like that and tim's like well do you have something that you want to say to me and she's like i don't want to talk and i said okay she doesn't want to talk i get that she's just kind of inching closer and closer to him and he's like are you forcing me to kiss you? Tim, go on and kiss the girl. Are you kidding me? Kiss her. Oh my God. So he, she's like, no, I'm not trying to force you to kiss me. He says, okay, well then you can have a little kiss. He's like, I, can, I need to brush my teeth. I just ate. But he does kiss her. And he's like, Ah, oh, you hit my teeth. I think it was him, or maybe it was her. I remember if someone hit someone's teeth. And they try again. They kiss again. And she says, It was a good kiss. And she's like, Listen, I'm ready for the next step. And hopefully it doesn't take him a hundred years to get there. <laughs> so he kind of then says to her, oh, Are you are you tasting something? Cause like she's like, You taste like steak. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem with anyone tasting like steak. Steak. It's great. So they do kiss again. And you know what? He says, I'm happy that it happened. He's happy that it's over and that the pressure is now gone. And I said, that's a response. It's definitely a response to uh, the, the kissing and whatnot. But yeah, that's it for... Tim on Louisa. Now we're with Natalie. So we're at Halloween. Halloween, as we kind of know, is not really a thing in Europe. Um, but she says, you know, it's not a thing in, in the Ukraine. However, they do have a tradition where you sit, you sit at a cemetery and celebrate the dead but it's not on halloween okay that's um different but what actually i found interesting for the people who don't 
maybe watch Pillow Talk or well, don't pay attention to Pillow Talk or whatever. Um, Andre and Libby are currently on Pillow Talk right now. And he actually says like, yeah, that is a tradition in, in um, Eastern Europe. And uh, he says it's actually, they do it on, I guess, the second day of Easter. So you know how they have two days of Easter, we have Sunday, Monday. I guess they do it on the Monday. So apparently it really is a thing. It's kind of interesting. Um, not, I don't know if I do that, but I guess it's really no different than going and visiting a family member. I don't know. Anyways, Natalie loves Halloween though. She loves the costumes. Mom seems to love it too. But mom takes this opportunity to say, next time we should come with kids. And she says with Josh too. And Natalie's face just instantly changes when she hears this because like, I do believe Natalie wants to be a mother, but I think the constant hounding and pressuring of having kids is not okay. You you can just tell that this really does affect her. She doesn't want to be pressured. She should create those boundaries. I mean, even my dad's done that with me. Um, but I've literally set that boundary and said, listen, when it happens, it will happen. Don't bug me about it. <laughs> like, so, but I, I can see, because I think we've never seen her mom this much. We're seeing a lot of her mom this time around and I'm learning a lot. And I think that Natalie is, is clearly a person who can't easily set boundaries with her mom, whether that's cultural or just their relationship or whatever the case may be. It, I feel for her. I, I do in this moment only, but, um, anyways, she has mentioned that Josh is in Arizona with his kids because it's Halloween and, you know, she should be there too, she says. But he told her no because he she hasn't met his daughter. And I'm just like, you just, you don't get the blanket invitation just because you're dating their father. Um and I do I have respect for him for keeping those boundaries with her when it comes to his kids. I mean there there does become a time where where does those lines blur between me and your family? But that's up to him. These are his kids. She can't dictate anything. So she also mentions, which I think we knew from before, but this is still apparently a thing. She still hasn't been to his house. That's that. That's fucking weird. That just kind of shows you. <laughs> And she also mentions that lately he doesn't want to hang out as much, probably because his friends got to him. But Natalie decides to talk with her mom about this whole Josh situation. And mom says, he's strange. And she kind of says, like, why, you know, like, why wouldn't he want to marry you or have kids? Because he has been there and he has done that. 
This man is in his 40s. He doesn't want no more kids. He doesn't want any more kids. Um, and he's just, you know, like Ukrainian men, you know, at this point, you know, a month in, you would have been like living with each other. Apparently that happened with one of her previous husbands and, you know, be like, you wouldn't be waiting around. And she says, just like your first husband and, and Mike kind of compares those, those, those two. So we find out from Natalie here that mom really liked her first husband and, you know, he was a lot more calm, kind of, you know, went through life very calmly. Natalie says that she was the one that was a little more out there, a little more sparkly, as she puts it. And then her second husband, mom hated. Apparently he was very demanding, um, controlling, seemed to be a little more of his military background because he was in the military. Um, and of course, mom loves Mike. I see a pattern is kind of emerging here. Like the first husband, didn't like the second. Like the third husband, not liking this guy. So yeah, she's like, you know, it's been a year. Where's the ring? And listen, I don't necessarily think he should be proposing to Natalie, but I do understand if you've been with someone for a year, like, where is this going? That I do understand. Natalie doesn't want to feel like she, you know, failed to start a family here, which that's exactly why Natalie is the way she is. She has been either with someone or married to someone from the age of 22. And she is now 38, I believe, close to 40, with nothing changing. And I do understand how that is frustrating for her, all of that. But there does become a time where you just give up. (laughs) I would be giving up. So basically, since mom is now sad, Natalie's now sad. So this is now going to become a thing. So let's go over to the next scene. So she's going to really meet up with Josh. And you know what? She feels like her time is being wasted. That actually, I kind of agree. And she's like, he didn't spend Halloween with me. Honey, Halloween is not that big of a holiday. It's really not. It's just, it's really a, a tradition for kids going out and trick-or-treating and stuff like that. I love Halloween, but I do my own thing. I'm not expecting to go hang out with my boyfriend on Halloween. It's not that kind of a holiday. And then she says he didn't spend um, Christmas with her. And I'm thinking, again, that is a family holiday for which he's going to spend it with his children and his whatever else family he would spend it with. He is not going to spend it with you. He's just not. Again, though, as I've mentioned before, there does become a time in a relationship where you may blur the lines and have someone come with you to a holiday or whatever, but that isn't them. This is not them at all. Um, She's like, he would just 
you know, tell me he can't do this because he can do this because he can do this because. And I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck? But his kids come first. That's just the reality of things. She feels like it was a huge mistake moving to Los Angeles for Josh. No shit. You never should have moved to LA, especially after your mom just got there and you uproot her like a week later to go to Los Angeles. Of course, like that's on you though. You had enough common sense to say, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't, but you did. And that's on you. Now you can afford it. She says that I am done. I guess she's done. So meanwhile, he's waiting for her to show up. He had this kind of feels certain things from the stuff that his quote unquote friends were telling him before and how like he kind of always has to be the savior or something like that. But he's like, I'm all the way up in my feelings. Anyway, so he sees her coming and he says hello to her, but she says absolutely nothing to him, completely walks away. And that's basically where we end off with this episode with, with Natalie, but it's going to be a shot show. And of course, it's going to be a shot show. This is Natalie we're talking about, but at the same time, I understand that she wants to move along here. But on the other hand, honey, he just bought you a car. Do you not have to pay for the car? He's paying your rent. Who's going to pay your rent now? He just got you an end to an audition for a horror movie. Like, now what? Mike can't afford this lifestyle. Anyway, I guess he's going to have to figure it out because he is responsible for her. But that's basically it for Natalie. We're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we will jump into the rest of the episode. Have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality and you can sign up and do exactly that and you can find us and you can guest on our podcast so again that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com that's j-o-i-n-p-o-d-m-a-t-c-h dot com forward slash reality r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and you can be a guest on our podcast and we're back so let's hop in with john so megan is coming and it's her first time out of texas she has never been on a plane before first time leaving her daughter and it's all just new and i believe she says that she's only going to be there for a day just because it's all just she doesn't want to be away from her daughter for so long um i think i caught that but i might be wrong but 
Anyway, he has been in Vegas now for a week, and she does mention that if they can't agree on him moving after this trip to Vegas, they'll be over. And you know what? I fucking believe her. She says that she has been single now for seven years. Listen, I don't want to speculate or I don't even judge her. I don't care. But isn't her daughter four? Because the math ain't mathin'. Was this a thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, good for her to being, you know, being picky and just knowing what she wants and not settling for anything less. So anyway, they get to his place. I mean, botanically, his brother's place. And he lives out of suitcases. Actually, one of his suitcases is actually his dresser. Um, this man is a man-child. So, now we're meeting with Thais and Patrick. And, honestly, this whole thing pissed me off. Because Patrick says, you know, everything that John's kind of told him about this relationship makes no sense to him. And he feels like this is completely just physical. And I said... So how was your relationship for you in the beginning with Thais? Wasn't it physical? Isn't any relationship in the beginning purely physical to some degree? And you grow into the other things? Like, I'm confused. So, he's like, they live in different states. You and Thais lived in different countries. <laughs> Pot meat cattle. Anyway. So he tells or he asks um Megan Patrick asks Megan, do you think that Javon could be like a good father figure? And she thinks that he could. And John says that he thinks that he could do it too. He thinks he can be a good father figure to River. And what do Thais and Patrick do? They giggle. Like a couple of children. And, you know, Megan's like, why are you laughing? What am I missing? And Patrick basically says, like, John's not responsible. And all of this. And I think Thais says, oh, you'll have two children because John's a child or whatever. And John basically says, like, enough. Like, what are you guys doing? This is enough. And Thais says, <laughs> saying the quiet part out loud, well, you were involved in our relationship all the time. So this is payback. Get over yourself. And honestly, I don't no, John was really involved in the relationship like that all the time. Why? Because he wanted to throw his brother a bachelor party. Like, and because he lived there, well, he lived there with, with him. You knew that coming in. Like, I'm so confused. But you said that, I'm like, when was he, like, really involved? 
in their relationship. Like I don't remember it being like that crazy. But then again, like what pissed me off about this whole thing is like Patrick is just neatly shoving John under a bus because there's more. Let's continue. So Patrick asks Megan, do you want more kids? And Megan says, well, I always thought that I would have baby two. And Patrick says, he definitely doesn't want more kids. Like, doesn't want any kids. And I was like, okay. Yes, John says now that he doesn't want any kids. But that can also change depending on where he is at in life. And if he loves Megan enough, that could change. His outlook could definitely change on whether or not he wants to have kids. So for Patrick to just kind of throw out there, oh, he doesn't, definitely doesn't want more kids. You don't know someone's thought process. So you could have worded it very differently. You could have said, well, I would talk to him about that because from my understanding, he doesn't want kids. But maybe, you know, maybe you guys can figure that out. You don't say like this is your brother and this is how you treat the situation like fuck Patrick honestly I expect it from Thais Thais doesn't give a shit but that's your brother Patrick that's ridiculous so she does end up saying that she does not want to have a man child she already has a child she doesn't want that And she hopes that he's not, like, fucking with her. And she says, do I move forward with this relationship? She doesn't know. I I would give him more of a chance than trusting everything that is being told to her. But that's just me. But that is it for John. Let's move on to Tyree. So he's getting ready for his date with Teresa. They're going to be going on a voodoo tour. Love this. And then they were going to do lunch afterwards. So, so his brothers are like, you know, if things are going good, you're going to kiss her. And he said, well, maybe if we're looking into each other's eyes and drift to each other's lips. What? Again, that sounds like a fucking fairy tale. Sounds like Disney. No. No, no, no. Just no. Anyway, he says that he's definitely feeling confident, which I love. I love that he's feeling confident. And I even wrote, like, he's looking very confident, too, because, like, he's kind of walking with this vibrato, like, he's just, he's, you know, (laughs) and then here comes Teresa, and I noticed, and I think a lot of us did who watched this episode, Teresa's winning a lot, and apparently it is currently 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Kill me now. Mm-mm. So this is the tour, and they're going to Bourbon Street, of course. And then they stop in front of this 
I don't know if it's like a establishment now of some sort or if it's a home of, of some or something, but they stop in front of this establishment and this guy tells us a very interesting story about it. It's true crime, murder, jilted lovers. And he says, well, in October 1926, there was an argument. And the next morning, the housekeeper opens a trunk and finds mutilated bodies. Then a butcher and chop, chop, chop. I, I was so confused. But he's very animated about the story. Like, he's just like karate chopping and kicking and very animated. He's loving his job. But anyway, the tour is now over. <laughs> and the thing too is Tari's like, those guys are real animated. Real animated. And he's self-conscious because of the fact that he's sweating a lot too. But he's like, oh my god. But anyway, now that, that part's so they're going to go lunch to the AC, hopefully. And he I think it was him, I said, or was it her? As someone, one of them said, might have actually been her. I said that they definitely have like a genuine connection. So they're sitting down and he's asking great questions. For example, like, what do you want in a partner? And, or what do you like in a partner? Like, what's your type? And she says, like, she doesn't really have a type. Um, as long as they have a connection, she's kind of good. And for him, he says he wants to travel, he wants to have trust. And that's, you know, I'm like, okay, great. They're definitely vibing here. This is perfect. And she says she sees herself as a hopeless romantic. However, she also thinks that she's a realist. And she says to him, like, her life is pretty unstable with her being in the military. And, you know, he does ask her, like, how do you feel about long distance relationships? And she says very truthfully that she is unsure because of her lifestyle. And she says, I would love to stay in touch with you, though. Um, so, you know, whenever they were in town or something and they can meet up so it seems like they're definitely going to stay in contact you never know what gonna happen i think i think he's pretty realistic and knew that this probably wasn't gonna go anywhere but this was a good experience for him he might not have gone to kiss but this was a great experience so anyway she's gonna leave now get back to her girl's trip and that's basically it for Tyree. So next time on, Debbie needs to think about moving to Miami already, apparently. Um, Giannis is ignoring Chantel. Told you that. So Megan would like to have a deadline on when John will move. John is not about this. Jamal and Veronica are fighting. So, I mean, Tim and Louisa kissed and... Jamal and Veronica are now fighting. So, anyways. And Natalie and Josh break up, I guess. I don't even know. But 
I mean, are we surprised? No, we're not. But that is it for this episode. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review that helps our growth, which you can do on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Times 2. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at Reality Times 2 Pod. And you can email us by going to Reality Times 2 on Outmail.com. Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash Reality Times 2. And also, don't forget I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next take podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.